Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Aloha and good afternoon. Welcome to This Is Now. The three people arrested in the horrific death of a child in Wahiwa made their initial appearance in court today. This as we're learning more details about the investigation. Brandy and Thomas Bloss, the legal guardians of 10-year-old Gianna Bradley, appeared before a judge today along with Gianna's grandmother, Deborah Garone. The trio faced second-degree murder charges as well as charges of kidnapping and unlawful imprisonment. Meanwhile, court documents reveal the Blosses were receiving around $1,900 a month from the state to be Gianna's legal guardians. The little girl was found unresponsive on January 18th, prompting a criminal investigation. Four biological children and another adopted child also lived in the home. We spoke to one neighbor who asked to remain anonymous. Maybe like two or three kids. They'll come out maybe to grab the mail and then just quickly go back to the house, you know, kind of to themselves. It looked like they were like sad. An autopsy revealed Gianna had injuries and scars in places where a child is not likely to injure themselves. According to the detective on the case, the pattern and number of scars suggest abuse rather than accidental injury. Honolulu police have captured two men who were wanted in connection with an attempted murder at Kalihi Valley Homes. The victim told police he was sitting in his car a little before 7 Saturday night when he was approached by the suspects. Police identified the men as 22-year-old Zacharias Gaulua and 21-year-old Raider Misioka, both of whom were allegedly armed with guns. According to police sources, one of the men shot into the victim's car, narrowly missing the 30-year-old. We're told officers arrested the suspects about a mile away on Linapuna Street. Meanwhile, an investigation is underway after a man was killed in a crash Saturday night in Mo'ili'ili. Honolulu police now confirmed the 34-year-old died after being broadsided at the corner of Kapi'olani Boulevard and Waiaka Road. It happened around 10.30 p.m. And records show the driver of the other vehicle was 17 years old. He and his three teenage passengers were all taken to the hospital in good condition. This was the fifth fatal crash on Oahu roadways so far this year. The Hawaii Department of Health is closely monitoring a reported outbreak of gastrointestinal illness aboard the Queen Victoria cruise ship, which is docked near Aloha Tower right now. According to health officials, a mysterious illness swept through the ship between Florida and San Francisco from January 22nd to February 6th. At last check, 129 passengers and 25 crew members were reported ill, according to the CDC. The cause is not clear, but officials say the symptoms and spread appear to be similar to norovirus. In news across the nation, two people were injured at Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston. Now, authorities say a woman walked into the building with a child and allegedly started shooting until two off-duty law enforcement officers fired back. CNN's Ed Lavandera has the latest. A terrifying scene at one of America's biggest churches. 
I started screaming, there's a shooter, there's a shooter, there's a shooter. We hid about uh, 10 of us, 10 adults in a closet. Um, and uh, there was one child in there and uh, no vent, but we were all praying. An armed woman entered Pastor Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston on Sunday afternoon and opened fire. She was armed with a long rifle and a trench coat with a backpack, accompanied by a small child, approximately four to five years old. Houston's police chief, Troy Finner, says two off-duty law enforcement agents working security at the church confronted the woman, getting the situation under control. She's deceased here on the scene. I want to commend those officers. She had a long gun, and it could have been a lot worse. But they stepped up and they did, they did their job, and I want to thank them for that. However, the child who came to the church with the woman was also shot. Unfortunately, a five-year-old kid was hit and is in critical condition at our local hospital. The chief says it is unclear who fired the shot that struck the child, and the child's relationship to the suspect is still unknown, according to police. The officers involved in the shooting told investigators the woman claimed to have a bomb, but an immediate search found nothing. We searched her vehicle, our bomb squad, um, and also the backpack. No explosives were found, but she was also spraying some type of substance on the ground. Witnesses described a chaotic scene. My mom was, was screaming and then my mom said, come, come. And we ducked because the, the, while I called my mom, the bullets were still repetitive and they were still going and the attacks were in the sanctuary. One bystander was injured. That was a 57-year-old man who didn't have anything to do with it, I don't think was shot in the leg. He's seeking treatment in the hospital. Pastor. Pastor Osteen says he's thankful the shooting did not happen earlier in the day. I can only imagine if it would have happened during the 11 o'clock service. If there's anything good of it, you know what? They, they, she didn't get in there and do a whole lot worse damage. And he's left hoping the decades-old church will continue holding services without another scare like this. We're going to stay strong. We're going to continue to, to move forward. and. There are forces of evil, but the, the forces that are for us, the forces of God are stronger than that. Two Israeli hostages that were captured by Hamas back in October were rescued during a raid in the southern Gaza city of Rafah. But the raid could also be a precursor to an Israeli invasion of the city where more than a million refugees are taking shelter. Skylar Henry has the latest. President Biden praised the rescue of two hostages being held by Hamas. Israeli defense forces have released a new video showing the daring rescue. <laughs> Louis Har and Fernando Marmon were quickly flown to safety, where they were then reunited with their families at a hospital. <laughs> News of the rescue broke ahead of Monday's White House meeting between President Biden and King Abdullah II of Jordan. Jordan and the U.S. are working together to seek a deal that would free the rest of the hostages being held by Hamas. There has been constructive progress towards trying to get a deal in place for an extended pause and getting all the hostages out. But it's, it's not done, and nothing is really negotiated until everything is negotiated, and those conversations are ongoing now. 
Jordan is also seeking a ceasefire in the region, while President Biden has become more vocal that Israel needs to do more to protect civilians caught in the crossfire. They have said that they will implement, uh, they will develop and they will implement a humanitarian plan. We have made clear that we think it is imperative that they do so. Israel is preparing an assault on the southern Gaza city of Rafah, where more than one million refugees have fled from other parts of Gaza to escape the war. Skyler Henry, CBS News, the White House. Closed door hearings started today to consider the extent of access to evidence in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case against former President Donald Trump. NBC's Katie Pang has the details from Fort Pierce, Florida. Former President Donald Trump, accompanied by his defense attorneys, arriving today at this Fort Pierce federal courthouse, meeting with Judge Aileen Cannon in order to explain their theories of their defense because they want to be able to get their hands on certain classified information that special counsel Jack Smith may not want to turn over to them in the process of discovery. Back on January 31st, Jack Smith's team met with Aileen Cannon without the defense being present in order to explain the type of classified information that should be withheld from the defense. Today, the defense got the opportunity without special counsel Jack Smith's team being present to explain their theories of their case and to be able to say why that evidence is going to be relevant and helpful to their case. Now, Jack Smith's team this afternoon also getting another bite at the apple to be able to meet with the judge to explain why those theories of defense don't work. There will be an order entered by Judge Cannon. Once that order is entered, if Jack Smith disagrees, then an appeal can be taken pursuant to the Classified Information Procedures Act. Honolulu Mayor Rick Blangiardi launched his re-election campaign today with supporters in downtown Honolulu. His press conference is happening right now. We'll bring you all the details online and on later editions of Hawaii News Now. New at noon, the famed Eddie Aikau Big Wave Invitational is on red alert. This means the contest could be given the green light if conditions are pristine enough. Of course, as they say, the bay calls the day. And if it does happen with the upcoming swell, thousands are expected to flock to Waimea Bay to watch the best of the best take on some pretty huge waves. We'll be sure to give you the update as soon as we hear if and when the competition will run. King Charles cheerfully waved to well-wishers on Sunday as he left church services in eastern England. His first public appearance since his cancer diagnosis was announced last week. Megan Fitzgerald reports from London. Good to be with you. Look, one week after King Charles announced that he is battling cancer, we saw him yesterday walking to church in Sandringham, and he seemed to be in good form. He was waving and smiling at onlookers. This comes a day after he released a statement to the world thanking everyone for their support uh, and also heartened that he's bringing light to cancer and to all those who care for cancer patients and their family. Meanwhile, Prince William picking up added responsibilities as his father steps back from public duties as he undergoes cancer treatments. Uh, typically around this time, because kids here in the United Kingdom are off of school, uh, we usually see Prince William and his family in Sandringham as well, uh, relaxing and spending time together. Obviously this year a bit different because his wife uh, is recovering from a successful abdominal surgery. According to Kensington Palace, uh, she is recovering well. Uh, but we do expect that they will likely be in Sandringham. Uh, during this time that the children have off. Reporting in London, Megan Fitzgerald, NBC News.
So much excitement surrounding this past weekend's Super Bowl. And if you're watching from the very beginning, you saw a moving tribute to the Lahaina Luna football team. Our Steve Uehara and Casey Lunn were there in Las Vegas, and they filed this report yesterday. Aloha from Las Vegas. Yeah. What a game, hey, Steve. What an end to a it great trip. It really was. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, overtime at the Super Bowl, you can't ask for anything better. Those two defenses battling it yes. out. Of course, yes. Kansas City uh, came out on top. And I think watching them and all that led up to this, the fanfare here at Allegiant yeah. Stadium, this is the first time Vegas hosted a Super Bowl. Man, what a game. Yeah. You know, we got to go inside, which which was incredible, right? Because you think about just how much stimulation there is inside of that. All your senses are pretty much just pumped full of adrenaline, right? And there's so much energy, so there's so much extra oomph that comes from the fans themselves and from watching it live. It just makes it that much more special and that much more impactful. And beyond the game of football, there were so many special moments. If you you were watching uh, tonight, you saw Lahaina Luna, those uh, 14 captains, the coaches, uh, get out there for that. Can you imagine how special a moment that was? They played uh, a little video uh, really reminding folks what happened more than six months ago. The big part of it wasn't just about football. It's about connecting to people that are here from Hawaii and seeing just how special this trip was for them. All right, thank you guys. There's a live look outside at Vegas where the temperature is 57 degrees. I was actually texting with Casey uh, yesterday, Dylan, and uh -huh. he's so ready to come home. Is he? They've been there a long time. <laughs> yeah, we can Vegas this a long time. <laughs> I hope he still has money after this. <laughs> we will see you soon, guys. All right, we're going to have a look at your island forecast with Guy Hagi after this quick break. How's it on this Monday? It's going to be a very, very nice day today. Rainfall will be minimal, although you see there are weak passing fronts coming in with a few more showers tonight and tomorrow. Not a lot of rain, but a few more showers tonight and tomorrow because today, mostly dry. A few clouds uh, around Hawaii Island, but really not much rain anywhere. And the winds will run slow today for the next couple of days, actually. Variable winds coming in, and that means slightly higher humidity levels, but cool overnight temperatures and maybe a few spotty afternoon showers. So we got a textbook trend and weather day today. Lots of sunshine, especially early, with some clouds building late in the day. And again, there's a small chance for a few spotty showers. A few more passing showers are due in by tomorrow. And as far as the surf, it's on the way down island-wide. But heads up, we got an extra large swell expected in sometime on Thursday. Uh, could they run the eddy? Well, there's possibilities for that, but keep in mind, the same time the swell arrives, we're also expecting a cold front coming in that's going to bring in some cool northerly winds, and that could mean some stormy conditions for that swell. Not a guarantee, but heads up. So we've got the variable winds with fairly dry conditions today. A few more spotty showers tonight and tomorrow, but still not a lot of rain. Drier on Wednesday, then Wednesday night through Thursday, is when a cold front drops in with cloudy skies, scattered showers, and those northerly winds will bring in some cool temperatures. And then those breezy conditions will continue into the weekend, although it's going to be much drier by Saturday. The Super Bowl is the one time of the year that many people actually look forward to the commercials. Naomi Ruckham shows us which multi-million dollar ads scored with viewers. This year's Super Bowl commercials packed in the celebrities and raked in the dough. Give me a hint. Worked together for 10 years. From David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston to David and Victoria Beckham, star power scored high. Ben Affleck's universe came together in a comic spot for Dunkin' Eats. And need no introduction, my partner. 
Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. But the fan favorite on USA Today's ad meter was a nostalgic reunion of comedic odd couple Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. You are a backstabber. I am a backstabber. Comedy play usually plays well with ad meter, and of course it played well this year. And then to see Danny DeVito and Arnold back on screen together, it was interesting. Danny was telling us that, A, that this, that's what drew him to the ad, the fact that he got to work with Arnold again. Beyonce broke the internet with a Super Bowl commercial that ended with a surprise announcement. A new album, Renaissance Act 2, coming March 29th. She also dropped two new country songs. Ad rates for a 30-second spot in Super Bowl 58 cost nearly $7 million, and Paramount scored even deeper during overtime. This is the only remaining venue where you can reach an audience of 100 million plus, and that becomes more so every year with the fragmentation of media. So the Super Bowl is still the only game in town. Budweiser's classic Clydesdales made an appearance, and Kia tugged on the heartstrings with a tearjerker, all hoping to catch consumers' attention and their dollars. Naomi Ruckham, CBS News, New York. What to do post Super Bowl. For the winners, a trip to Disneyland may be in their future. But for the rest of us, what are ticket prices looking like these days? Here's CNN's Mike Valerio. Well, the expert we consulted with for the story says that people are willing to pay some of these ever-increasing Disney prices because of the magic that is unique to Disney. But there are some ways to still enjoy that magic while keeping expenses manageable. It's the ultimate moment in American sports, a Super Bowl victory. In the time-honored tradition, a Disney World or Disneyland victory celebration. I'm going to Disneyland! Tickets to the flagship Disney parks have shot up in price. A one-day ticket to Disney World during peak holiday season is up 47% since 2019, far outpacing the rate of inflation. According to Don Munsell, the president of the online theme park guide, Mouse Savers. It's the magic. The demand for Disney keeps going up. Munsell says he's tracked Disney park prices for more than 20 years. And a key money-saving hint? Theme park tickets for low demand times, like February or September, have largely escaped recent price hikes. They've kept the price for five years. The price of the cheapest ticket has stayed the same because you can only get that ticket on a really low crowd day. Another tip from Munsell. I would say to somebody, don't buy a one-day park hopper at Disney World. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Like, first off, Disney World is huge. You need many days to go there. It's also just very expensive, much cheaper per day if you buy a multi-day ticket. He says the same is true for Disneyland and adds reliable third-party ticket vendors often sell Disney tickets for less. Totally legit. They are authorized by Disney to sell tickets, and they sell them at a discount. They buy them wholesale from Disney. They sell them to you. So to give you an idea of the Disney dollar figures, if you were to visit us here in Los Angeles for two days, a trip to Disneyland and California Adventure, family of four, $1,300 for parking and park admission. If you want the Genie Plus Fast Pass, that would approach $1,600 for a family of four. And that is even before you buy your mouse ears and your churros. In Los Angeles, I'm Mike Valerio. Time for some good news now. Entertainer Drake made a heartwarming surprise at a recent concert in Nashville. WSMV's Lauren Schwalier has the story. Forget Drake. Forget anybody else in this building right now. 
He's talking to me? <laughs> I was just honestly completely shocked that it was me out of the entire arena that he was talking to. That was Lauren's reaction when she noticed Drake stopped his show at Bridgestone Arena to recognize her fight with cancer. He shocked the crowd when he offered her a special gift. We're going to give you $100,000 for I was like, what is going on right now? What is this world? <laughs> Lauren was diagnosed with cancer last year, and after six rounds of treatment, she decided to get out and see Drake perform. She held a sign proudly over her head, saying she just finished chemo. That's a true soldier right there. The fact that I got recognized for all the trials that I've gone through is just insane. Drake's gift enables Lauren to have complete coverage of medical bills, as well as the ability to pursue what she loves most. Music is my favorite, so like not being able to afford going to concerts was like something and just like uh, being able to put money aside for my daughter. Lauren plans to continue to fight so she can show up for her family, including her two-year-old daughter. Just missing out on life, like with my daughter and just being able to fully be present with her has been really, really hard. And now she has a message for Drake. Your music is what honestly has gotten me through a lot. And I appreciate you more than words. Tracy Cornett, WSMV4. Amazing, mm -hmm. truly inspirational to see uh, artists give yeah. back to people like that. Let's go ahead and give you some more. Uh, I don't know if this is a good news story, but um, if you are still trying to figure out what to get your loved one for Valentine's Day, chocolate may be a little bit more expensive. As with everything these mm -hmm. days, cocoa prices are surging so high that even the biggest chocolate makers are struggling to stay profitable. And that doesn't bode well for your wallet this Thanksgiving. West Africa is home to more than 60% of global cocoa production. Of course, climate issues are affecting the area and causing prices to soar. Sugar, labor, and other factors are also more expensive. Hershey's said Thursday would cut 5% of its workforce and other chocolate companies are feeling the pinch too. So I don't know, maybe stick with a gift from the heart, maybe make a card or sure. something. Mm -hmm. And sticking with the Valentine's theme, this is hilarious. Pizza <laughs> Hut is serving up a sweet yet spicy way to end your relationship Ooh. before Valentine's. I know. So through <laughs> February 14th, Heartbreakers can send free hot and honey goodbye pies to their soon-to-be ex. The limited edition pizza comes with a custom box with a broken pizza heart and a spot to write their name. How thoughtful. <laughs> the deal is only available at locations in New York, Chicago, and Miami. But if you're not, if you live somewhere else, you're not out of luck. You can ask Pizza Hut to send a breakup text to your future ex with a gift card for a goodbye pie. So while you might ruin their Valentine's Day, at least they won't be hungry. I just had an idea, Ashley. You know, Cameo, where celebrities uh -huh. go on and make videos? Oh, yes. We should sign up for that. Oh, and if you want to break up with some, you just let us know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we won't do it right here on This Is Now, but you know, just message us. We'll work something oh out for God. you. <laughs> All in good fun, guys. Um, share the love this Valentine's, all right? <laughs> and don't do it through text. <laughs> Or a, pizza. or a cameo. <laughs>
hey, if, if I got a message from a celebrity, I'd be like, okay, I'm not mad at he this. He put some effort exactly. in Exactly. Okay. Um, with all the Super Bowl fun, <laughs> let's end today looking at some of the celebration for all you Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this Take a look at that. Massive celebrations. Um, if you are a 49ers fan, I am so sorry. It was a great game. Ash, what did you think about it? Okay, um, I was cheering for the Niners because of Stanley, but Ooh, in that case, I'm fine. so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I think the uh, commercials were great and the halftime. Oh, I yeah. personally liked it. Yeah, I thought that was a great show. 100%. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great rest of your Monday. Aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.